0: Reader's Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. All you longtime listeners out there are probably going, what? Why are we hearing the theme music after dark? I'm thinking the same thing, but we're doing a special show today and I'm super excited because today we have Ray Sean on and she has been on before she's one of my writing buddies and you all know how much I love having friends on and now it's kind of like a slumber party cuz we're doing it at night but <laughs> but if you haven't read Ray Sean yet you are in for such a treat she writes characters that i promise you will not forget Um, We laugh so much talking about all of the adventures that her characters take her on. So I'll read her bio here, and you can get to know her. Raishan writes captivating, inclusive black romances that will have you up in arms for the heroes and sometimes even the villains. In her free time, she likes to binge watch reruns of Supernatural, read books of all genres, or watch anime. She currently lives on the East Coast experiencing all four seasons, but will never forget her summer living in Los Angeles days. You can find out more and sign up for her newsletter and check out all her social media. And she also has an amazing book podcast. So we'll talk about that later. But I did put a link to her website right there on blog talk. So if you are listening live or if you're listening later, you can click that anytime and get signed up and check out all of her books. So without any further delay, Hi, Lisa. Hi. I'm so excited that you could come on. (laughs) Me too. So you have a new football romance out called The Red Zone, and so I'm dying to hear about it because I just watched the big game. Uh, The Super Bowl was on (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) and I'm not a fan of either team, but that was a wild game and the overtime, and I just kept thinking about your book, and
1: it's just perfect timing, right? Yes. So... (laughs) I adore football. I grew up watching it with my grandparents and my siblings and my mom. And um, so when I started writing, like in the back of my mind, I was trying to figure out something fun to write that I really enjoyed. And this series was born. And this particular book, Red Zone, follows um, one of the twins who are the oldest of five siblings, adopted siblings. And um, he is trying to figure out why he's attracted to his former friend, even after all these years of them having like this fat that they just could not resolve no matter how much they tried. But yet, like one little kiss turned into something much more and they are now both trying to like decide, well, do I actually just like this person or like was it all in my head? Can we resolve this? Because I actually really enjoy your lips in other parts of <laughs> the <year>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I just, I really had a lot of fun writing Parker and Saheeli, Um, And I thought the best time to put it out, I was originally going to release it in November last year, um, but it wasn't ready, one. <laughs> but also, I was like, you know what? Super Bowl uh, is, like, one of the best times, I think, to put out something or remind people about uh, football romances because if you come off that high of watching the Super Bowl but you still want to, like, enjoy a little bit of it fictionally, you're going to turn to, like, sports romance, and that's something I like doing, and I have three in this series that are out plus one that's kind of like football adjacent because he's a retired quarterback. So oh. I had to put this, put Parker's lookout this weekend. So here we are.
0: Ah, yeah. It's so exciting. And you have Valentine's day coming up this week too. So this is like the month of love. So it feels it like, is. yeah, like it's all coming together. <laughs> it is. It is.
1: Yeah. I definitely was thinking like, Okay, well, it's Black History Month, and these are two black main characters. Oh, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Right? It's Super Bowl weekend, so we have the football in there, and then it's the month of love with Valentine's Day coming up. So right before you get to Valentine's Day, you also have this romance where people are reconciling differences. So, I love it.
0: Yeah, you have, it feels like all of the lines are converging and this should be the perfect time for this book. (laughs) Definitely. So can you tell everybody a little bit about the series Endless Night? And it's Endless Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, like a knight in shining armor. You want to tell everybody what that means and what the series is?
1: Yes. Okay. So um, the series was born from a short story that I wrote in like a Christmas um, novella. And a friend of mine and one of my author friends had read it and they were like, no, this needs to be bigger. Like, I need to know the rest of this story. Where's the rest of it? Give me more. And I was like, what? (laughs) Hold on. I'm not prepared for this. And so I was trying to figure out like where that and it was book one that um, that was born from. But I was just like, I don't know where am I going with this? What am I doing with this? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I kind of just sat with it for a minute. And as I sat with it, these other men in my head were like, we're all brothers and make us all play together and give us all of our love stories. And I was like, okay, well, there's five brothers. They're all (laughs) looking for romance and here we are. So it's just like this endless amount of the night brothers. And they also have a little sister But she plays a different sport, and she's going to have her own thing going on later um, down the line. Ah. So, So how many books will there be in the series? We're going to have five for the Endless Night series, and then their sister will spark her own series doing some other stuff. She does not play football. (laughs) She plays (laughs) beach volleyball, but... Oh. Um, if you read through book one, two, and three that are currently out, you do get little hints of her uh, trying out for the Olympics. So there is something to look forward to. Oh, exciting. And, and
0: um, if somebody jumps in and buys the red zone, because guys, you have to check out the cover for the red zone. <laughs> oh my goodness. That man should never wear a shirt. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if someone decided to get the red zone and just jump in there, will they be lost or should they go back and get book one
1: first? I wrote them so that you can read them um, standalone. So each of the books do explain a relationship with any of the brothers that pop up and their family and you get little snippets of like the past relationships, but they're definitely written as standalone. But if you want to read them behind the other, you definitely can because it'll make sense along the way. Okay, well, that's always fun
0: because I I know that I get impatient. So I like to read the new book, but then usually it makes me go back and read them all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I have to ask, of course, what's next? Is it book four next? What are you what is what are you working on now?
1: Well, um, book four is percolating in the back of my mind. Um, <laughs> I do hope that I can put it out at the end of the year, but I'm not going to hold myself to that because I do work a day job. Um, but I, the next thing on deck is currently in the editing process right now, and it's the fifth book in another series called um, Big City, Small World, which follows six couples. Um, in San Francisco, they're a friend group, and they just kind of, you know, get to their happily ever after in this little pocket niche area in San Francisco. I love that, and
0: that kind of dovetails into my next question. So, you write black romances, and Mm -hmm. do you enjoy, like, I, I love the big city, small world, because those of us who maybe haven't lived in downtown LA or downtown New York or downtown Chicago, you know, I grew up in the sticks. And so people go, oh, it's in the so it's in Soho. I'm like, where the heck is that? Or they say, oh, it's in the borough. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, so, <laughs> so how is how is it for you writing those kind of um, settings where you're like pulling us in and teaching us stuff? <laughs>
1: I, okay, so I grew up in LA, so I grew up in this big city, but at the same time, I didn't really explore it that much off bat because you grow up and you kind of stay where you're, what you're used to, right? Right. Um, uh-huh. so really go outside of that. But as I got older, I kind of wanted to travel to other cities or travel mm-hmm. to other parts of California. And like, I grew up, it wasn't a six, it was like legitimately Los Angeles proper, And so that was all I knew. And then as I started going to like other little cities with friends or for concerts or whatever, I was just like, oh, this is a whole different type of vibe. Yeah. um, San Francisco, for example, is completely different than L.A. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, to be fair. To be fair, I think everything is different
0: than LA. I lived well, in San Diego, auto, just <laughs> down the street and you drive up to LA and you're like what is even happening? What is happening? <laughs> yes. I don't blame you for
1: staying in your little section cuz yikes. <laughs> yeah. It was it's so big. Like, so it is huge. Like 10 million people in Los Angeles alone. Like come on, now that's wild. That's bigger than yes. some entire state like <laughs> Mhm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but, it, the way
0: it's all spread out, and there's so much traffic. I mean, it makes sense yes. that you would make you would make your own small world inside that giant city, right?
1: Exactly. And I even did that with San Francisco because it has, you know, it's not nearly as big, but it has like nearly a million people in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. so I picked a little pocket neighborhood that wasn't far from an actual place that is known to have really good food and boutiques and all this other stuff and kind of based my theories on that because um, it is a popular area in San Francisco, but I didn't want to like actually take that area and make it so it's a slightly different setup, of course. Um, but I just kind of wanted to highlight, you know, my state, I love California with all of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, and, I, and I I miss I, California. So much. It's not snowing there on a regular basis. Right. <laughs> I
0: don't know why they're getting all this rain, though. It must be because you and I aren't there right now.
1: Right. They said, oh, no, we have to cry because Lisa uh-huh. and Ray left. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I just I just really wanted to pull people in and give them a an experience of something that is a real place, but like fictionally, because I, I do take some creative liberties. But I do mention like the Painted Ladies, which are a, a historical monument area in mm-hmm. um, San Francisco. I mentioned that in the series. And then there's some other parks and things that I mentioned because um, – since I use real locations, I do want to mention things that do exist in case people want to go experience the city. So when I have Los Angeles in a story, I'll mention something in L.A. When I have San Francisco, throughout that, I mention something that could give you, like, there's the, the I can't even think of the name of it right now, but it's the Kirby street. And it's one of the big things that people will look at or drive at. Yes. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so it cool. is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I've only been to San Francisco once, and we, it just those hills are terrifying. Terrified! I'm like, how do you drive here? Because one of them, I'm like on the edge of the hill, and I can't see the yes. street. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold my breath until we get to the bottom.
1: <laughs> yes, I went with a group of author friends, actually, for my birthday last year to go to wine country and just go around San Francisco because half of them hadn't been. And it was so much fun. We went to, you know, different um, tourist traps because of course they had never been to California or at least that part of mm-hmm. California and then I wanted to go wine tasting so we went to a black winery. Um, oh, it was very it was cool! A lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun and I love to incorporate that kind of stuff into books that I write because you know, it gives you a different level of reality within the fiction. So you can actually really feel like you're immersed. And I do that with the brothers as well. because They're in different parts of the country. You know, you have New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So I base some of that in book one, um, Fumble Recovery. Like he's in New Orleans playing football there. In book two, he's in LA. So I go back to LA and add some fun beach stuff and food scene. And then in book three, they're in Houston. So I give it the vibe of like, football life because that is Texas.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so I focus really heavily on like the football and the personalities of people in their coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's I just really like to let people feel like they are really in the book and in the place that I'm like in the city that I'm focused on. Right. I love that. And this kind of is, i
0: I'm always curious because I used to teach a lot of writing classes back in San Diego, and any time mm-hmm. that there was somebody whose day job was journalism, They would Mm -hmm. struggle with fiction because they forget (laughs) that they can be God. You know, they're so worried about all the facts and they forget that you can be God. You can make it rain, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Do you find it hard to shift gears? Because I know your day job is in journalism. And do you have a hard time when you sit down to write a book to go, okay, let it go. It's going to be whatever I want.
1: Yes, absolutely. 112%. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just something about like your brain is like facts, 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 facts. Do not put any opinion into this. You don't want anyone trying to tell you you're biased. You don't want any of that kind of nonsense because you are writing something that is supposed to be completely 100% as, as well as it's been told to you factual. So right. it's just it's really hard to then turn and go to your fiction writing and be like, oh, I could take creative liberties here. Right. <laughs> I can make
0: up a section of San Francisco.
1: <laughs> it's totally fine. Like, oh, this doesn't really exist. That's fine. Cuz my journalism brain is in the back of my head going, ha, 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 "What are you doing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have do you have rituals or things that you do so that you can like get in the vibe or do you do it when you're editing and you go hey it doesn't have to be like that or how do you do it
1: yeah, a little bit of both. So I have a, a good group of um, beta readers who will go, okay, so they're, they're, this is a bit much. Why are we doing this? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You you are absolutely right. I I thought that was that was too much. Let me bring it back. Um, but I also a little too tried, much reality, right? I've been I've been in journalism off and on since 2015. So, um, and I started writing in 2018. So you know, a few years. Um, yep. Right. And then I didn't actually publish my first book until 2020, right? Right as the pandemic was starting. Oddly enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's when we but... met. <laughs> Right, yeah, we met right after I had published my first book that is no longer up at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, well, I'm I'm working on re-releasing that because I just yeah. want to tweak some things in it, but, but um, it's not that the book was bad, it's just, I feel like, you know, your first book should not be published. <laughs> you should let it sit for a second. But That's right. I, I have been, like, petering back and forth between very fact-based writing and taking those serious creative liberties and just telling a fun fictional story that's based on some kind of fact, because I love including something that really happened, if I can, because um, I also write romantic suspense. So if there's something that actually happened and I can tease it into a book, I would love to do that without it being too weird. And then I, right. of course, again, with the contemporary romance and the sports romance, I will include something like that's an actual fact, like place that exists or something to that or um actually in the other football book that's not in this series that's like football adjacent it's called uncovering her teddy no wrong one um oh no it is a series i'm tripping i'm mixing all my characters together in the second <laughs> book of this series <laughs> second in inches the book before this is his twin brother um, Cosmo. He takes his best friend on a date because it's a best friend still lovers and she loves scary things, horror movies, um haunted houses, things like that. And so he decides that he wants to take her on a date to Pico House, which is a literal place in Los Angeles. Um <laughs> that <laughs> that, you know, used to be sort of a brothel of sorts and maybe a whole lot of (laughs) gang violence happened between, like, race wars and people died and all this kind of stuff. And it just has so much rich history. So she loves that kind of stuff. And so he took her on a date there. So I kind of give you a little bit of Pico House history in that book. (laughs) So, And that's a football book, I know. But, like, his his girl loves scary stuff, though. (laughs) why not go to a haunted place that, you know, has some interesting background?
0: Right. Right. Well, do you ever get ideas from your, you know, journalism stories or stuff? Does that ever spark (laughs) ideas to get your books rolling? Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, They are currently in queue to be written, but I have quite a few where I've, I've, um, spoken to someone or I've been researching something and I'm like, that is absolutely a story. I am not going to use these exact facts because that is a problem and we don't want to do right. that still from someone's life. But like, that definitely screams <laughs> some type of story. <laughs> so I have, I have a laundry list of story ideas that I eventually will get to based on random facts that have been told to me or that I read while doing research and listen. If I sat here and told you, we wouldn't, we would run out of time. I bet. And, and sometimes you, I mean,
0: you know, cause you're in journalism, but a lot of times truth is stranger than fiction. And so you read these things and you know that if you put it in a book, the editor would go, no way. And you're like, way. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Wait, this (laughs) happened. Like, it's real. It really happened. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you about Ray's Corner. Your podcast has been revived and you're making new episodes. Do you want to tell people about it?
1: Absolutely. Um, So Ray's Corner started back in, I want to say 2021. Um, And it was an Instagram live show where authors would come on and we would talk a little bit about their their recent or upcoming releases, similar to what it is now. And, um, you know, we have some fun for a little bit, and I just really wanted to highlight voices that weren't necessarily being um, put out there. I don't have a huge following yet, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I just love talking to people and interviewing people, I guess that's the journalist in me, Um, and just learning about folks and and, and all kinds of things in that nature. So I um, have sat on it for a while because I was in um, school doing my master's program for journalism. And I just could not do that while trying to figure out and balance my life. (laughs) Right. right. You had a lot of things cooking. Yeah. 2022 into 2023 and 2021 through 2023, let's be honest, was just, A lot, and so after a while, (laughs) I had to pull back on something, and the show just kind of went dead for a while. But it had always been in the back of my mind to bring it. And at the end of last year, now that I'm settled into this new role that I'm in for work, and I'm you know moved into the new apartment that I'm in, so I don't have to worry about traveling and all the other stuff going on with my like actual life. (laughs) <laughs> um, I decided I wanted to restart my show, so I put out my first episode for Raised Corner of the Revamped show on February 2nd, uh, highlighting a couple of Black authors um, for Black History Month, and um, it's not on Instagram Live anymore. You can catch it on any podcast platform, and also I have a video version on YouTube with um, you know you can see the author's face if they so choose to be on camera <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool so. and so what do people look up if they want to if they want to find it on their favorite podcast platform
1: it is literally rays r a e apostrophe s corner and it should pop up on apple on Spotify, even though we are boycotting them, <laughs> 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 on iHeartRadio. You know, whatever your preferred platform for podcasts are, it should be on there. And then if you want to watch it on YouTube because you like YouTube, um, it is also on there at Ray's Corner. And if you're looking particularly for the code, it's at Ray Sean Stories.
0: Okay. I love it. So
1: fun. Yes. Everyone should check
0: it out because I have been on Ray's Corner a couple of times. Yes. The new one isn't isn't up yet, but she does super fun interviews and we laugh <laughs> a lot and we it's do. very fun. Last time we played a game. So anyway, you should totally listen. So definitely that show
1: comes out March 1st. Yes. Oh,
0: so March first I'll be on there being silly. Um
1: so you guys can
0: you guys can check out Ray's Corner um on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy. And uh don't miss an episode because she is definitely a journalist. Very, very fun. <laughs> very fun interviews. <laughs>
1: They have fun interviews and less serious than other people that I have to interview in in work life, so I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to
0: ask because our listeners tend to be readers and we love to add to our to-be-read list. So who inspires you when you're not doing journalism and writing another book? Who do you like to read? Who makes you want to get to the keyboard?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So I adore Alyssa Cole. Um, like anything that Alyssa Cole puts out, I am absolutely ready to snatch up. I was just recently rereading um, no, one, no One is Watching. And um, it's one of her thrillers. And I like, oh, I'm so ready for the next book in that series to come out, which I think is coming out really soon. I can't remember the date right now because I have like, tried to stop thinking about it because I want it now. <laughs> well, so she excited.
0: and she writes like in every genre. I I read yes. one was like a civil war romance, and then I read another one that was like an AI fake boyfriend. I'm like, what? Yes. what can this woman write? She can write everything.
1: Everything, <laughs> everything. Like you get you get your historicals, you get your thriller, you get. Your contemporary, it's just so yes. One of my favorite is How to Find a Princess, so cute. Oh, That's I haven't woman. read that one. Yes, it's in um, it's it's. I think it's in the series that you mentioned the first time when you were saying like it was a historical look back. Right. Uh, well, she has a couple, so maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really cute. It's so adorable. It's uh, it's the Royals, and oh yeah, amazing, amazing um, author. I love Alyssa Cole. Um <laughs> I recently discovered Jamison Shea, who writes YA Thriller. Um and uh, the book is uh I fear to the Beast and The Beast is Me. Ooh, oh, I've work. heard so much about that
0: book. I haven't read it's, it yet. It was great.
1: It's delicious. Like it was so hard to stop reading so I could go to sleep. because i was reading after work or before work so i had to like stop and not read while i was at work and then stop so i could go to sleep at the end of the day and i'm just like oh my gosh like on the edge of your seat the entire time like what is happening what is happening what is happening because you know there's a lot of authors who have recently put like classism and racism and um underlying things in their books and sometimes you're just like okay you're beating me over the head with it the writing is great but like jesus (laughs) right right give me a break for a second but it's something about this one that just grips you in a way where it's like it has you at your collar and you cannot like get it to let go and you don't want to i love it it is that's a good book, and and I will like never stop recommending that. And I can't wait for the next book, and I am very impatiently waiting for that one, uh, especially with the like cover release, uh, cover reveal that came out recently. I'm like, oh, take my money now. <laughs> That's right, take my money <laughs> now. You can have all of my money. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Let's see. Uh. Oh my goodness! I think like well, the, them for oh, you know what? Kaylin Bayron um, also writes YA, um, a lot of queer YA thriller ish type story. Cinderella's Dead was like I think the one I discovered her on, and mm-hmm. like <laughs> she's such a. Ugh, I, I think I've read everything by her because <laughs> you you can't you can't put it down. Like, it's just so captivating in a way where you're like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> what, what? Excuse me? And she also, like, doesn't write in one type um, of facet. Like, the stories are all, like, thriller, suspense-esque. Um, I, I think all of them are topic, if I remember correctly. Um, like, Kind of romancey, but very much more just YA fantasy thriller style, and it's just it hooks you. It it ah. it is such a hook that I don't even know how to describe. I I can't I can't put her down. Like I am I am impatiently waiting for her next book. <laughs> can't <laughs> quit her. her. <laughs> oh no, I'm, she is a one click immediately. Oh
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, before we run before we run out of time, it is Valentine's (laughs) month, so everyone who's on has to tell me their favorite rom com.
1: (gasps) Oh, you put me on the spot. I know, right? I can't help but uh, mention Mia Hinsleman's An Accidental Crash. The Accidental Crash because I'm reading that one right now. (laughs) Um, It just came out like I think last week, and it's so cute. And I'm love a big fan beard. of
0: Mia too. Her books are yes. always cute. Oh my gosh. Those games. She has a gaming series. Ah, oh, yes. so adorable.
1: The, the love and game series is so, so good too. It's just so much like you can't help but laugh and love the romance that's happening in, you know, in all of her books. It's very, very,
0: very rom <laughs> 100% percent cosign on that. She is, she is fantastic. <laughs> Um, we are rapidly out of time, so how can, how can readers find you when they read the football book and they're like, oh, my gosh, how can they find you?
1: Yeah, so my website is loverayshawn.com, and I'm on TikTok, Blue Sky, um, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm still on Twitter, so I mean, I guess it's X now at race i still call story. it twitter <laughs> right <laughs> and I'm well thanks all so
0: much so yeah yay well thanks so much for being here and i will talk
1: to you soon yes absolutely thank you so much for having me thanks
0: for joining us on book lights be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles blogs videos and podcasts that matter to readers